All right, so that was probably one of the more impressive wins for the Flyers this season, uh, considering the circumstances. Uh, going into the game with 11 forwards, dropped down the 10 after Patrick got hit the puck real early in the game. Uh, Scott Gorin kind of mixed up the lines a bit. Produced pretty well still. Um, Brian Elliott had a hell of a game, stopped 29 to 30. There was a point in the second period where he made two to three 10 bell saves. Uh, when the Flyers only had a two-goal lead and a three-goal lead. So he he kept the game in check for the Flyers. Um, let's see what else happened here. The Flyers didn't get a shot on goal until 13.05. Um, no, until about 6.55 into the game. But again, Elliott stood on, stood on his head early, made some big saves when they needed to. Um, let's see what else here. Hartman. Ryan Hartman had a pretty good opportunity off of Philip Myers' pass. That was a pretty good alley-oop pass. And uh, and then he crushed Johnny Boychuk later in the game. Travis Konechny had a big game. Sienheim scored again. Um, Travis Konechny had three goals in the last two games. He's on pace for 26 goals this season. And he also fought Jordan Everly in the third period. Kind of stepping up, filling in for that Wayne Simmons role. Uh, I think he would probably... I would think him, Gudis, or Hartman now would probably be the best candidates to fill in for guys who would step up for a teammate or fight somebody when the Flyers need a fight. Uh, Sandheim scored again today on a kind of a goofy play in front, but cleaned up a rebound. Four goals in the last four games, six points in his last five games. Giroux had two assists today, nine points in his last five games, four multi-point games. Drew uh, his fifth season with 50-plus assists, according to Bill Meltzer. And then Katori also scored his 27th goal of the season today. He needs five goals in the last 16 games to set a career high in goals for a season, which he set last year with 31. And then I also noticed that there's some things to make fun about with the Islanders, of course. And first thing is whoever's in charge of music played the Smiths in the first period, which I thought was, you know, of course, if you're on to a sporting event, you want to hear the Smiths out in public. And then also there was... A Flyers fan who had the 2012 Winter Classic jersey and a Mets hat on. So I just want to ask them, you know, if they're all right and what's going on in their life. And then the uh, the Islanders fans also booed at the end of the second period. So either, you know, they didn't get the memo that you can't boo if you're outside of Philly or Philly fans made the trip to the Long Island to, to boo the Islanders for some reason. Waiting for you guys' questions to pop up. <laughs> And the first question, or the first statement I see is about uh, Andrew McDonald, uh, and I'm not going to finish the rest of that comment. Uh, let's see what's <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, Nolan Patrick can't buy a break right now. He had the knee-on-knee knee hit with um, Jack Johnson in the Stadium Series game. The ridiculous board from Curtis Gabriel on Friday. Curtis Gabriel got suspended a game, which... I mean, he, he at least needed a game for that hit. And then, I mean, getting – the way the incident happened tonight was incredible. I mean, Anders, I think it was Anders Lee in front. Somehow got timing up with him. Didn't really trip on him. It wasn't intentional. Just Patrick lost an edge, and while he's falling down, he takes a, a slap shot to his ear. And that is – like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like, how – uh, it's just incredibly unlucky. And I mean, hopefully I, I really wouldn't mind if Patrick just sat for a bit. Cause he is, I mean, the poor guy's just been getting abused for the last week and there's really no reason to, there's no reason to keep putting him out there. I mean, it, and if he has a concussion, he could have a concussion again. Cause I mean, it hit him in the ear and he, he was down for a second. Um, I mean, I, I it may, it, he might miss some time. I'm not sure though. Uh, and apparently Carter Hart might miss a little bit more time uh, based on uh, Gordon's comments. Yeah, TK, TK has been having uh, been playing pretty strong the last couple games. And the move he had today was a it was a pretty good move. It was a nice nice uh, move into the slot. And then I also like that he. I get why you wouldn't want a player to fight in that situation. I guess because it was a big lead it's in the third period. You're on the road, and. You know, it, it wasn't for a super questionable hit. He did, Everly did kind of hit connecting up high. And also, I think today's factor of they're already down the 10 forwards. 
you don't want to go off the ice for five minutes and then, you know, leave your team with only nine forwards for a quarter of a period. So, uh, but yeah, Konechny's look pretty damn good. And, uh, you know, Sanheim, again, he only had the one play today, but Sanheim showed his offensive instincts and jumped up in the play to, um, to score again. I mean, he's been, he's been on a roll recently and I, if he keeps activating from the blue line and keeps crashing the net, I, he's going to keep scoring and he could be, I mean, if he's a regular, on, he should be a regular on the team next year. I don't think that's a question anymore. Uh, he probably, um, he, he might get 15 to 20 goals next season, <laughs> which is, you know, defenseman, it depends on luck and everything because certain situations have to break that way. And also it's obviously harder to score, but I mean, I, I don't think, 15 goals is that crazy? 20 goals is crazy. 15, maybe not. Hi, Craig. Great win today. Solid effort all around. The line changes. I do think the Islanders, as well coaches, they maybe are a bit overrated. I think we can steal a couple more wins from. Yeah. Um, I think the so I, I mean, I don't know if they're overrated. I don't know if that's the right word, but I get the, I get your thought process, and I, I agree with you. I mean. The only reason why they're anything this year is because of Barry Trotz, and it's the same damn roster, and they lost John Tavares. They shouldn't be in the conversation for the postseason at all, let alone leading the division. Uh, and they might lose a, they might run out of steam here down the stretch. And also, I think, I think the one thing that might be overrated is I don't know if they are. I think Robert Lehner at one point, I don't know if he still does, has the best save percentage in the league. And that's not – nobody banked on that going into the season. The Islanders didn't either. So that they're kind of lucky with that. Um, but I think the rest of it, I mean, I, I just chalk it up the good coaching. And I'm happy that Trotz was never there when Tavares was there. I'm glad that Garth Snow and Jack Capuano and Gordon and Doug Waite were all there when um, John Tavares was there and forced him out of town. <laughs> and now Trotz is there with, I mean, Trotz, it, it, he's just a fascinating coach. He, you know, he won last year with the Caps, obviously, and the Caps had pretty good teams. But in Nashville, those Nashville fucking teams, they had David Leguan and Martin Erat were the big forwards, and he consistently got them to the postseason. So I, Barry Trotz is a pretty incredible coach, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, Banff Brian Elliott did play his heart out today. Uh, I mean, he looked he, – he had some pretty good saves. Usually I was busting his balls on Thursday because whenever you make a save, he had no idea where it landed, but I thought he looked a lot better today. And he stopped – I thought some of the chances he stopped today were a lot better than whatever he saw on Thursday. Um, do they have another seven-plus win streak in them? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if Carter Hart's not going to play, I don't think so. Brian Elliott is on – Brian Elliott is doing pretty well right now. He's on fire. Um, but I don't know. I, I, this, this didn't look like a normal Islanders team today. And considering Voracek was out today as well, I thought I was expecting a loss. But, I mean, if the goaltending is going to show up, uh, I don't really – I really want to count on another big streak. I, have a, I, I still don't think they're going to make the postseason, and I just feel like we're all – we're all just setting ourselves up for just more pain here. Uh, they're going to close out the season strong, and they're going to just miss the postseason. And we're all going to be we're all going to be pretty bummed about that. <laughs> just needed a couple more wins somewhere along the line. I think they could have edged out the uh, the Hurricanes or maybe even the Penguins now. But I mean, uh, Blue Jackets are on the outside looking into, I believe. So I mean, it's still there. It's just it's it's going to be a long going to be a long road to climb long hill to climb you don't climb roads. <laughs> can you imagine if Philadelphia had scored now uh I, I mean i philpula is you know there are players that lead the flyers and then they're good somewhere else and you're kind of like oh why couldn't they have done that here i think philpula philpula sucked when he was here there was no you know, when Bobrowski was traded, you were kind of like, well, there's potential. You could see how he could be a very good goalie. You know, trade kind of sits with you, uh, you know, doesn't sit with you too well. Philpula sucked his entire time he was here. No, didn't flash any greatness. Terrible possession numbers. Fucking sucked. And then he goes to the Islanders, and he's pulling out all these goals where he's dancing through defenders and shit. And 
I'm I'm happy Phil Pillar did not score today because I I think each time he scores it it pisses me off a little. So and he's just not I I don't know what that's another thing that kind of makes the Islanders overrated. It's just Philip Pillar coming out of the middle of nowhere. Even too soon to say the Flyers won the Simmons trade. Hartman looks good, small sample size plus third. Uh, plus third, fourth round pick. Hate to lose Simmer, though. I mean, it would be too early regardless um, to call it. But, I mean, Harmon, I didn't write Harmon off. I just didn't think Harmon was going to be bringing this much to the table, I guess. He's had, I mean, he's flashed. He's had some flashes. He, he had that great pass on, great assist on Friday. Uh, he had the play today with the Myers pass. The Myers pass was incredible, but he Harmon adjusted and made a scoring chance out of it. Um, I, and Harmon, I, Harmon is better at five on five when you look, when all things considered. So, I mean, maybe I, I was with the majority of people, I think early, uh, immediately after that trade happened where I felt like the Flyers didn't get enough. Now it kind of looks like it could be fair, equal value in the, on that trade. So, I mean, it was, turned out it was a pretty good trade. Probably have, uh, I don't know what to make of the Flyers team defense today. On the one hand, they were hemmed into their own zone a lot of the time, but their active sticks knocking down passes and intercepting passes battling along the boards are very strong. Yeah, I mean, you know, they won 4-1, to one, and it looked like they were going to shut them out for a bit. But that was there, there were times in that game where they left Elliott. They just hung Elliott out the dry, and Elliott bailed them out. So, again, you know, it was it was a good win. And considering the 10 forwards, I, I think it doesn't matter. They're looking for any win, you know, any win anyway today. And they, Brian Elliott, uh, stood up. Um, okay, Brian, with the question I, I was probably going to talk about today, would you rather have uh, – Bamf, Brian, <laughs> badass motherfucker, over Cam Talbot as the backward goalie or stick with Talbot as planned. Uh, I see. I I don't know. I'm, I think I'm still going Talbot. I the whole th- thing with the whole thing with Stolarz for me was injury, and now Elliot. It's still it's still the end was hurt this year, and I know that was Hackstall driving him to the ground, but I still. I don't know. I, I mean, if it ends up Elliott's the backup next year, then that trade does look pretty goofy because then it was pretty much just a literally nothing trade. But I I mean, right now I'm still leaning towards Talbot. And uh, I think at the very least, it's just, this just helps Elliott go to another team next season. And, you know, I never want a guy like Norworth. Kind of sucks for Norworth because I don't I don't think I don't think any team is going to look for him at least not in the NHL maybe someone who's going to offer him like a PTO in the AHL but he gets injured way too much and Elliot Elliot's not as bad as most of uh, Flyers fans make him out to be I guess if that makes sense like considering how awful the defense was earlier in the season and how many times they they left them uh, they hung him out the dry i think he did i think he's done pretty good and when you look at there's a couple of advanced sets or goalies but when you look at uh save different or save percentage and expected save percentage like the what goalie should be stopping on the level of scoring chances they're facing he he's right on par like he is saving what he's supposed to save he's not below average so i i think if Brian Elliott does come back i don't think it's the end of the world but still uh I mean, I, I, I still think it's going to be Talbot, and I still want it to. I think I still want it to be Talbot. Sanha needs to be on power play one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against that. I'm also. I, I just want to. Um, he was there today because Voracek was out. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it right now, especially if Ghost is a little bit off his um, his game this season. I mean, I'll, I'll let Sanha ride. On the first power play, I think he's gonna he's gonna be on the second power play next year, no matter what. Not in a bad way. I mean, like maybe the second power play unit will actually piece together more goals next season. If Jake and Patrick miss some time, who gets the call up? I want to see David Kashi come up. I believe he is back in action. I think he's he was playing today. 
I feel like they're going to call up Carey, but I'm not sure. And we'll see if I you see. I, I'm not too sure of the Voracek injury. I didn't hear much of that before the game. I don't know if there are too many details on it on his uh, LBI, classic case of an LBI. Uh, and, and Patrick, I mean, I hope it's not a concussion, but that was a that was a pretty rough shot. Uh, Michael Thomas says Simmons Trey will probably never feel truly equal because of our feelings and emotions, but the more I see of Harmon, it feels like a, a viable hockey trade. We moved an expiring asset for a guy under team control RFA, who's a functional player at the NHL level and does things pretty well in areas that Simmons was pretty mad. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's pretty fair, and I think I mean Harmon is well. He already showed his greatness. He had a couple big hits, but I I think that's a pretty at uh, that's a pretty good way to size up everything. Uh, the Simmons trade, I think we all knew was coming for a while. And, you know, the thing with Simmons was his biggest attributes were, I guess, being the guy that kind of sets the tone in the locker room and sticks up for his teammates and also on the power play. But over the last year, year and a half, he hasn't been too, too great on the power play. And his five and five numbers have always been kind of average at best. Hartman is average to maybe slightly above average at five and five. So if you get that and you get a pick in and in the deal as well, and you're able to remove the emotions from the deal. Oh yeah, it makes sense. But the emotions are, I mean, Wayne Simmons has got to be one of the most beloved flyers in a while. So, okay. So I think Patrick was question one return today. Yeah. And uh, they may have just held him out for the rest of the game. He has a precautionary measure. And uh, he was questionable return. Um, I, that could have been also just a thing because they're already down a forward. Maybe no, they wouldn't rush him back in. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. I mean, they wouldn't. There's no reason to rush him back in to a game at this point in the season. Um, of course, NAK is injured because it's, yeah, yeah. If NAK wasn't injured, he would be the first call up. That that would that would be my opinion too. Um. Yeah, yeah, and John, John Lazard talking about uh, how they probably kept no one out for a um, precautionary measure too. Uh, I mean, hell, he's just having a rough stretch of uh, of just luck here with the shot going off his ear, and then the Curtis Gabriel hit on Friday was kind of ridiculous too. Travis Konechny also just showing off his immense bromance for Nolan Patrick by standing up for him on Friday, and then also being alongside him at the bench uh, today after uh, Patrick got hit in the head with the puck. So Eklund says Voracek has calf strain. I don't know how much stock I put into Eklund. I'll be honest with you. Because his trade rumors are always um, not great. But I mean, it, it would make it's, it's plausible. I mean, whatever he has... I don't think it's too, too serious because there's no, I don't think he was missing time on Friday. Uh, this was, must happen yesterday or today. Patrick got stitches in his head and ear. All right. I mean, that, that, that's, that sounds about right. Um, convinced Marin doesn't actually exist. He's a hologram. Yeah. Like one of those holograms to do with like dead musicians at the concerts. Now he exists. I, I think now it's just they. There's nobody they would want to take out of the lineup, I guess, for Marin, because now you have Pro Ruff and Sandheim, who I don't think you're, you're not taking out either of those guys. Ghost and Myers. Myers just came up; he's looking pretty good. They probably want to get him acclimated with the NHL, and you're not sitting Ghost. I'm not listening to that. And then Hag and Gudis. Hag should sit, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna sit up. The simple change would just be Marin for for Hag, but they're not gonna. They're not going to do that. Hag did have a nice defensive play today. I noted it. He stopped the rush, and then he continued to do the Hag stuff. He also got into it with uh, Cal Clutterbuck, a.k.a. Uh, Shuttlebuck. Jake's been underrated in terms of how much he really misses. Yeah, he missed, I think J.J. said 242 games. 242 straight games, and then he missed today. And then the Flyers look pretty good. So all I'm saying, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> There's probably somebody out there who's going to connect the dots between 
the Flyers winning a big road game and Jake Forcheck missing time, but that's not going to be uh, it's not going to be this guy. I think uh, Flyers got some some goals early after not producing much in the first few minutes, and then Brian Elliott made some pretty big saves to help them cap off this win. Uh, now they had the Caps on Wednesday, and uh, I mean, I just you know, Islanders fans, I, I just I'm thinking of. You know, I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the Thursday game with the Islanders and Leafs because uh, the national media came to the defense of Islanders fans too soon. And uh, I, I think if that was Philly fans, it would have heard. We, we'd still be hearing about it today. So I'll, I'm going to bitch about the Islanders fans for a while. But Jake can be frustrating to watch sometimes. He can be. Jake, I understand why certain fans wouldn't be happy about Jake because of his contract and his, his, uh, I guess, desire to pass in situations where it looks like you should obviously shoot a lot. And then also sometimes just a lackadaisical back checking and some errant passes. But I mean, he is, he is somebody that is, I mean, he's very good at, I guess, uh, creating plays on the rush and he's just a pretty good setup man, and I think his speed is very important for the transition game of the Flyers. And I think he, I think his speed helps out a lot in the defensive zone, and people don't pick up on that. There are plenty of times, I think at least two or three times a game, he'll sweep in and pick up a loose puck below the goal line and just take it out by himself. Maybe not below the goal line, but somewhere in the, he'll grab a rebound defensive zone, and he just grabs it and he gets it out of the D zone. Um, isn't it fairly clear Simran isn't in team's plans? Hagman got off. No, I don't think that's true. I mean, I think, I, I think it's just the thing that there just isn't a spot for him right now. Is what I think it is. I, I don't think that means they're not going to look at Marin at all. That for the rest of this year or next year, man. If he's on the team's plans and people have been talking about him for this long, and the Flyers have been trying to develop him for this long, I think a lot of people are going to be pissed. I they're going to at least give him some kind of at least trial run if not most of the next season, to see if he's capable of doing it. I think, I mean, if McDonald's gone after this season, he comes up next season, and then he's a, he's a regular in the in the rotation. I would assume Hag will become the seventh then, but, I mean, McDonald, of course, Voracek was out, and they've been running the whole 11 forward, seven defensemen a bunch of times recently, so it's not too crazy to consider that. Um, Coots is quietly having a fantastic season. I was talking about on the Friday post game, but he should. I I don't know how he wouldn't win the Selkie this year. Best t- team effort of the season. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, Paul. Yeah, also with Jake, he's the one player in the Flyers that can back off a defense on the rush when he's coming. Yeah, no, I agree. When he's coming in at full speed, and I I, I think we've just become accustom the Vortex speed and like his ability to just kind of create plays off the rush that we, we just become accustomed to it. And now we don't consider that impressive anymore. And we just look for the turnovers or the non back checks on certain plays or the passing up shooting opportunities on the slide. You know, they're the, he'll have a play or two a game that are frustrating and more if you're looking for them, but like really looking for them. But I mean, what he brings to the team, I, I, I mean, he's he's pretty integral. Yes, Sandheim, <laughs> Sandheim is a stud. I, I, I can't believe Dave Axtell sat him that last year. I don't know how you sit a player like that, uh, and it wasn't. I, he's not coming out of the lineup anytime soon. Him and Phil Myers, who, the most recent additions to the blue line, should not be coming out of the lineup anytime soon. Should just be a McDonald and then hopefully hack soon. And then after that, who knows? With all that's happened, this I the last time I think the last time I played the Islanders was a six to one loss at home. And Corbin Knight got hurt in that game. Instead of scoring on his own goal, he got hurt in that game. Uh, and that game felt like forever ago. I did the post-game reaction to that game, and I just remember screaming about how Dave Haxall should be fired and how nobody wants him here. 
that was so long. I know it was October, but that really felt this season has felt so long as so much shit has happened. <laughs> it's gonna be it's this season may not be fun to think about, you know, afterwards because we won't all get through it, but a lot of stuff has happened with this team this season. I mean Carter Hart's emergence, the firing of Hextall and Hackstall, the eight goalies, the eight game losing streak, the surge since Carter Hart came up. Uh, still large for Talbot trade, trading away Simmons. A lot. A lot just happened this year. And, I mean, that's not even factoring, like, losses earlier this season where, I mean, before Hextall and Hackstall got fired, they were just um, they they were just taking embarrassing loss after embarrassing loss until finally that 6-0 loss in uh, Toronto is just enough. Um. I was waiting for McDonald to play forward today. <laughs> hey, fuck it. I mean, he can't play defense. Let's see if he can play forward. I, I, I'm not against it at all. <laughs> we don't need you turned into never mind that pretty damn quick. Yeah. I mean, God, that fucking game on Thursday is just going to piss me off forever. But I, yeah, they, they could have used, they could have used the virus today. I'll tell you that. This season may never end. It honestly may never end. I, I don't know if, the beginning of April is ever going to come here. We still have uh, 16 games left. So there's still some, some, still some things to look for. Uh, Drew still has a chance to break 90 points. Um, Couturier could reach, set his career high in goals. See how the backup goalie situation plays out. Uh, and we'll see if Murray gets some time. Uh, but right now, I mean, going into – if the – like the rest of the season plays out like it does. I, I think the big takeaways are Hart looks like a stud. Sandheim looks like a stud. Myers looks good. Provorov looks like he's back to being Provorov. And um, Limblom, I mean, Connecting is becoming a, a monster, and I think Limblom's become a guy who should be in the top six every night. And there could have been points earlier this season or last year when players could have poked holes in Limblom's game, but I, I don't. He's become a monster too. It seems every game reinforces the idea that Hack and Hexer are holding the team back. I like the Hextall. I, I like his drafting and develop. I like his drafting. I don't know about his developing. Uh, and I like that he didn't on big name free agents. But yeah, I, he he had a lot of the right pieces here, but for some reason he wanted to let them. He wanted to. I don't think overdevelop is the right word. He just didn't trust kids quick enough, I guess is what it was. I mean, Fletcher came in and he immediately threw Carter Hart into the fire, which is, you know, it worked out. It could have backfired, I guess. But at the same time, if he's not the guy, he's not the guy, and we're going to find out. And if if that's one thing, if if Hextall's prospects, I guess, make it to the NHL a little bit quicker and we see how they pan out a little bit quicker, I am – I think I'm about that when it comes to Fletch and what's going on. Hackstall definitely helped the team back. I mean, I I don't want to go through every single thing he did with his team, but there are so many simple things that Goring did when he came in and just switched immediately that Hackstall wasn't doing. And like I just mentioned, Limblom. Limblom never would have happened underneath Hackstall. Sanheim wasn't happening underneath Hackstall. And Konechny and Ghost got benched by Hackstall too, so it was the whole fucking thing. Uh, when does Talbot get back in net with Elliot playing so well? Well, I mean, right now, I, I don't know if Elliot's. Uh, I don't know if Elliot's going to go anywhere. I think Elliot's probably going to play on Wednesday now too. I mean, this is a hell of a game, and I want to see Talbot, but the team is still in striking range and not going to give up on the season and just you know play Talbot to see what he's got. They're going to try and do their best to make the postseason. So I think Elliot plays on Wednesday. Hextall wanted Hughes. I want Hughes too. But yeah, I mean, there's really no other way to describe what was going on with Hextall's uh, Hextall's decision making. Sometimes, how many years are we rebuilding team? I mean, I thought this year was going to be the year they took a step forward, and they kind of all crumbled. So I think next year, honestly, I don't want to say anything for next year, but. I don't think there are expectations on this team to be good next year. I think there were some expectations on this team to be good this year, 
and maybe the pressure got to him. A lot of young kids were relied upon to produce early in the season, like Proroff and and Konechny and um, not Konechny, uh, Lim Blom and Patrick. And I mean, they're starting to turn it on now. Maybe next season when there's more of this five where nobody's really expecting much out of the team, maybe they'll go for it. Remember when that goal was given Santos? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, Hextall's decision-making was amazing. And also Dale Weiss. I mean, that's Hextall and Hextall. But, yeah, Dale Weiss would still be on this fucking team if they were both here. God, what else? If Yeah, if Hextall was still here, I don't – Hart wouldn't be up. I think Sandheim would be up. I think the Sandheim saga or whatever the hell you want to call it from last year, I think that was more on Hextall. Um, Veroni wouldn't be up. That's not a big thing now. Uh, I don't think, I don't know if Phil Myers would be up yet either. Phil Myers probably would have been held out until next year. Probably, I mean, we would, we would have seen Verobiev, even though Verobiev isn't having the most inspiring season, but, um, Next year is going to be a huge step as long as there are no rampant injuries. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think next season it could be a big step forward, and I want it to be. And uh, I think one of these years the Flyers aren't going to get dicked over by injuries. I mean, last year they had the injuries in net again, and this year they're having the injuries in net. Patrick is finding new ways to get injured somehow, and I mean he just can't catch a break. Uh, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully the Flyers get some breaks next year and you get some breaks and you get some goaltending and uh, you probably have this year's Islanders. So maybe that's us next season. I don't know. Uh, and uh, Andrew, to answer your question, I thought they looked fine in the win. I thought uh didn't look great at the start. Then put it on a little bit in the first period. Got some goals. Second period, uh, Elliot need to make a couple of big saves to keep it two nothing three nothing and then pretty much just goes to the win in the third. They look they look good considering they didn't have Warcheck and Patrick miss most of the game. If Fletcher can actually get a free agent above the Marcus Johansson line, we'll definitely compete. That's why I want to get the best shot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean that that was the thing too earlier this season was. Flyers' underlying numbers were fine. It was just the goaltending and the penalty kill were atrocious. And now they've kind of flipped where penalty kill has gotten a little bit better. The goaltending has gotten a lot better, but their 5-on-5 five five numbers have dipped. So I was with I was with Isaac earlier in the year where I wanted them to kind of do the thing, and I think Charlie talked about it as like the cell tank, but just let the goalies keep sucking, keep generating chances and driving play at 5-on-5. Five five. Tank, hope you get lucky and get Jack Hughes. And then sign a free agent and go into next season with Jack Hughes, big name free agent, and a team that can drive play a five on five. And then you could add Carter Hart into the mix. And then that would be pretty scary. Uh, yeah, Sandheim was a reach at the draft. No, you're right. That is a good call. Yeah, I think um and he was Hexall was a big was a big fan of risers and drafts, and, and Sandheim I think was the biggest riser in that particular draft um i think errol carlson is real yeah no i some of the names people are throwing out there i think this season see hexel did clear way and get cap space he he got the flyers playing cap space which i know sounds like a dumb you know that if that's one of the few things that a gm has there had to hang on it's not really exciting and doesn't sound that difficult to do but Considering the hell that Holmgren left him in, it's amazing that he got out of that cap hell at all. Uh, and now that he's gone, because he didn't really want to go out and spend money on free agents other than the JVR signing, I think Fletcher and Dave Scott are going to want to make a big splash signing. So I think a guy like Errol Carlson or Artemi Panarin or Duchesne or you trade for another big-name player, I think I think that is realistically on the table. And we were talking about the other night with the Bryce Harper signing. I mean, there's pressure from the other three teams in Philly right now because the Flyers are, you know, considering it's hockey, the, the Flyers are going to be the fourth biggest team in town, like popularity-wise. And now the other three teams, the Eagles just won the Falcon Super Bowl, and they're going to be good again this year. 
Philly signed Bryce Harper. They're probably going to be really competitive this year. And the Sixers look great, and they made a bunch of comp- moves to be competitive. I think the Flyers are going to want to try and keep up with that. And now with the new GM intact and they have money to spend, and I think Holmgren and Scott want Fletcher to go out and sign somebody, I think they are going to sign one big free agent, if not do other things to make them competitive. Did Matt's go to Tampa and join the village people? No, he's back. <laughs> he was he was still busy today. Um and he I think he'll be back for Wednesday. He's good. I don't think he joined the village people. Uh I don't want Carlson. He's an amazing player, but I don't believe in overplaying overpaying players on the downslope or there. Uh that is fair, but I don't think Carlson is there yet. He has been he's still Killing it out in San Jose this year. I'm not sure in terms of points, but I know play driving metrics. I think he's he might be the best defenseman this year. Uh, and you know, it may. I agree with you that you know we would probably be, which is the big reason why I wanted. I didn't want them to trade Simmons, but it was smart to trade Simmons because Simmons is probably going to get paid by a team this summer. Big money. Big money we should not be spending on him because we we got the best situation with Simmons where he was on a reasonable contract and we got his best years. We saw it this year. He is on the way down, unfortunately. And some team is still going to want to pay him. I think some team is going to pay him $6 million or six and a half, maybe. Although that is, you know, after this deadline, maybe not. And maybe the Flyers can get him on a bargain, but... Kyle says, can you believe Craig is fielding questions from non-top fans? Yeesh. Yeah, I know. I'm an animal. I'm just – any question you guys got, I'm just I'm just taking them, apparently. So, <laughs> I don't follow the protocol of uh, – I guess Matt just talks to the uh, the elite fans, but I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Every dumb opinion you guys got, just throw them at me. Although, they've been pretty good today. I have no fear top fan Phil is here and I'm drinking my bourbon with my pinky out like every top fan should. Keeping it classy, Phil. Thank you. Uh, Burnside says Fletcher going to be in on Jamie. I'll take Jamie Ben. Uh, I can get down on Jamie Ben being here. See what I did there? Hopefully somebody gets that. I don't feel sorry for the non-top fans. I'm just, I don't see tears of fandom. We're all Flyers fans here. We all just need to get along. We all ask Claude Drew is good. I talk to the peasants because I can relate to the peasants. I know who the – I, you know, I'm just out here enjoying life, drinking the cheap beer, talking with the Everman. That's who I'm here for. Uh, Tarasenko, I think it's a no-trade clause. To, uh, ter- oh, Tarasenko. Um, I would have thought they – Early in the season when the Blues looked fucking out of it, and I think their Armstrong came out and said that the the core players aren't getting another coach, and it was Craig Bruby. I thought there somebody was going to trade for Tarasenko then. I don't I don't know if he moves now. I don't know if the Blues look to trade him now because the Blues coming into the season were supposed to be where they are right now, if not better. They just Jake Allen and the rest of the team just sucked ass in the beginning of the year, and now Bennington's just. Carrying that team is success. And they and their play driving numbers have gone up a ton. So <laughs> how okay. Hey, this works. How are some of you not top fan? I feel like Chris McCarthy has been responding to stuff, but he's not a top fan. Paul, I've been answering a lot of your stuff. Is he your top fan? Somebody just explain to me how this works. Is it just how often you comment or is it like you guys will make a comment and if it gets a certain amount of likes, you become a top fan. Explain to me the top fan concept. Cause I don't get it. <laughs> okay. All right, bro. Let's not get too. I, I mean, I might agree with you there, but let's not get, let's not get into that yet. <laughs> the CTF of the, uh, the BSH crew. It annoys me that people compare Bennington to Hart when he should be compared to Andrew Hammond. Ooh, suck at Bennington. Um, Bennington, I mean, I, Hart's better, I think. And I think Bennington's numbers this year, he's not going to be able to replicate. I don't think he's an Andrew Hammond. I think, 
I've heard of uh, Blues fans have talked about Bennington before this year. Like he was a, I, I feel like he could be their version of Stellars, maybe like a guy that they were expecting to use some, but not be the guy down there. And he hasn't looked bad in his time up, but he's and now he's hit a, he looks incredible recently. But I don't think going forward, I think every fan would want Hart over Bennington. I don't think Bennington is going to outplay Hart over his career, if you know what I mean. Uh, and Andrew Hammond, fuck, don't. I mean, Andrew Hammond, that was literally just he got hot for four months because there was – Andrew Hammond was in the AHL at the end of 2014-15 season when he went on with the Senators. I remember he played again when he was with the, the Binghamton Senators. He gave up three goals in the first minute against the Phantoms. And then two months later, he's carrying an AHL team into the playoffs. So that was a completely – I don't think there's going to be anything like Andrew Hammond for a while. Layla is a top fan, doesn't even know it. Um, I'm trying to scroll up now. <laughs> Did anybody else hear about Haggett smoking on the side? Uh, oh, yeah, I did see that. Nobody was talking about um, um uh, Hag did get hit in the head and nobody called it. You have to have naked pics of Bill to be top fans. All right, well, I'm not a top fan then. And I, you know, I feel, I feel like I could find a loop way around that. Paul, thank you. That Paul, that's a good comment. Uh, my name though is Craig, not Greg. But thank you for the for the comment, Paul. Not Brad Boys. Let's see here. A couple more, and then I'm going to get the hell out of here because it's Sunday. Uh, once <laughs> that's all good, Paul. I'll just, I'll just be an asshole. Sorry. <laughs> What's the next fly probably coming out? Tom, this week? Don't know. We're actually talking with BSH Radio because BSH Radio Radio now records on Wednesday. There's game on Wednesday. They're going to record on Monday or Tuesday, and we'll just record the other night. I I think they're going to go. I think they're trying to do it tomorrow. I think. Um, and if that's the case, we'll record on Tuesday. We'll be out. You know, that still isn't in, uh, isn't cemented yet. So it'll either be Tuesday or Wednesday. But thanks, uh, Tom. I assume you listen. So thanks for listening. Said on post game, Vorchek had an MRI. Thank you, Rebecca. Okay. So I, I wonder what happened. I mean, I didn't hear anything about him being injured before today's game. I, I literally turned on the game and heard he was out with an L, LBI. So. All I know is I got a Facebook alert saying I'm a top fan for BSH. I have so many questions about this top fan thing. <laughs> Greg Berube. Thank you, Dash. Uh, yeah, well, Tom, unfortunately, we're only going to be doing one a week. I mean, I wish – I mean, that's uh, – I mean, some weeks we do too, but that's usually around the playoffs. So, unfortunately, you will have to get literally enough of it. But, I, I mean, I wish I could give you Sweet Tangy 10 every day. I've been talking to Craig before he became a BSH host. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, that sounds about right. If you talk, talk hockey and you're not a complete idiot, I will respond back to you and talk hockey with you. I just want to talk hockey. I'm not going to a guy that did not like Drew like three days ago. Drew, by the way, nine points in five games. So, uh uh, yeah, uh, Paul, I agree with you. I, I thought um, when Nolan Patrick went down, I thought I honestly thought the day was just going to be over then. I mean, you come in with Vor, uh, Vorchek's already out. Up to that point, the Flyers had not had a shot on goal, I believe, and were pretty much hemmed in their own zone. And then he and then Patrick goes down, and then you're stuck with ten forwards, and the lines were all going to be a mess. And then the, apparently there was just no. It was one of the more, even though I consider the Flyers out of the playoffs now, it was still, it was still one of the better team performances of the season, I think. Um, Tom, I can, <laughs> you get updates about Fly Purpley? Oh man, I'm sorry. That's a, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that with you. Uh, I did miss the game today. Anyone stand out? I mean, it's, hmm. 
uh, Elliot. Elliot did play pretty well. Uh, Connect me, I thought looked like a monster today. What else? Who else did pretty good? I mean, Myers had that amazing pass, and I, I didn't see him fuck anything up. Hag. I mean, McDonald looked like shit, obviously. Uh, Drew looked. I mean, Drew had. An, I, I thought Drew had a pretty damn good uh, game today too. A couple great passes that weren't assists, and a couple assists, and he also had a really good um, opportunity in the second, I believe. Where he like dances down side, set up a two on one, had a pretty nice cross crease pass that just didn't go in. Um, yeah, Frost is killing it. Uh, well, the Flyers beat the Caps in the first annual Bryce Harper Cup. <laughs> he should do the ceremony of face off drop on Wednesday. That would be an amazing. That would be an amazing troll move. That I feel like you need to you need to connect those dots across the two sports. Uh, by the way, I did the one thing I do enjoy. See, because uh, I said it, I think on the last, uh, I think the one where Harper signed, I, the, the post game reaction I did for that. I am an Orioles fan, but I'm I used to really love baseball, and I've kind of fallen out of love with it over the last couple of years. So I really don't. I couldn't name half the fucking Orioles roster right now. But seeing Machado and Harper not go to the Yankees or Red Sox. Makes me pretty pumped. And I'm also happy Harper's here because, you know, I have nothing against the, the Phillies. These are the Sixers. I want them to win. So, uh, Coach Gordon stood out mixing the line. Uh... I hope it's not maybe an Orioles fan. I don't think that's a. I don't think that maybe an Orioles fan should not impact anything. Orioles are like the least threatening team ever. Did he unfriend the entire Capitals roster or something? <laughs> I don't know, did he? That would be pretty... Uh, I didn't mean to pin that, by the way. but I just saw... I was going to say my favorite thing was uh, some... Um, there was a Washington Post writer that uh, he... Like earlier in the summer, he wrote that five hundred million dollars uh, would be fair value for Bryce Harper, and then that same writer, like two days ago, said that three hundred thirty million over thirteen years is way too much, and it was just the biggest amount of salt over the signing. <laughs> Layla, I think having Hart. All right, I think this is going to be my last question. I'm going to answer, and I'm going to hop off because I've been going for a minute. Uh, I think having Hart taking his time now and Elliot playing out of his mind is great right now. Around the time when Elliot would get hurt, Hart steps in and is rested and healthy for a potential postseason. Yeah, I mean that that does make sense. Uh and I, I see that's the reason what you just said though, like assuming that um Elliot would get hurt. That's the reason why I wouldn't want him to be the backup next season. Uh and I think Talbot I, I don't think Talbot's really injury prone and he's a guy that you know, you don't want Carter Hart and somebody who's gonna get hurt and then they run into the situation we had last year where we had to trade from Razik and we call up Lyon. So I think that's the reason why I'll go with Talbot. So Brian, uh, let's see if anybody else is asking. <laughs> Harper looks like he's a fan of Bud Heavies. I will say that. Uh, so I am. I grew up in Maryland. I grew up 15 minutes outside of Baltimore. Mom and dad grew up in Philly, though, and my dad was a big time diehard four for four fan. And when I was younger. In when I was in kindergarten, first grade, sixth grade, and seventh grade, he got parcel season tickets. And it was a two hour and 15 minute drive from our home in Maryland up to the rink. And I remember some weeknights the, when he had when we had games on those nights, I would come home from school. I literally just throw my book bag inside and then we just get in the car and drive up to the game. And it would, it would take up my whole night. And that's how I became a Flyers fan early on. And the Caps are closer, but, I mean, nobody. My best friend Mike is the only Caps fan I know that has talked about the Caps before Vetchkin was around. And that's not saying there aren't Caps fans. I'm just saying that, you know, when I was younger, the only influence I had was my dad showing me Eagles and Flyers games. <laughs> so I became an Eagles and Flyers fan. And then the Orioles was just uh, – uh, Mike and my a couple of my other good friends when I was younger were really big fans of the Orioles. And because the Orioles weren't in the same league as the Phillies, my dad watched the, the Orioles a lot too, just because they were on TV. So I grew up watching, you know, Cal Ripken and Miguel Dehada and all those younger guys. So 
you know, it's not the annoying combination. Like, I was making fun of the guy that's a Mets fan and a Flyers fan. Like, there's a lot more. I don't know. I don't know how you could hate. What's there to hate about the Orioles? Do you know what I mean? Like, they're the least. I think they're the least threatening professional franchise besides the Browns. Like, how could he hate the Orioles? That's my. I don't know. Yeah, I think they were trying to trade Elliott, by the way. That's, that's why I think he can. Peter Bonder fans. Yeah. But again, uh, I keep accidentally pinning comments here. Remind you. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey, the pest detective that won uh, the Vesna. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he he knows him. He he was the only guy that see that was the thing growing up in Maryland too. Was uh, the year the Flyers played the Caps in the postseason was my senior year of high school, and I didn't hear other people talking about the Caps until February of that year. So that's why I, I think that's a big reason why I'm not a Caps fan either. And I mean, going to the games, going to Flyers games back when they were good was a completely different experience, and it was a lot of fun to get caught up in. I mean, Flyers teams were just they're a lot more fun to watch overall. I think. Eric Lindell just scoring goals and beating the shit out of people. John LeClaire not getting moved in front. Paul Coffey, Eric Desjardins, things of that nature. All right, guys. Cardinals and Flyers. I actually do know another person that is a Cardinals and Flyers fans. And they are also a Patriots fan. So I hope you don't complete that trifecta. But uh, Yeah, okay. I'm going to get off now. But... Thanks for the comment. Thanks for the questions as always. Hopefully this is entertaining to you guys. Um, and uh, I have Bill's back on Wednesday. Unless something comes up, Bill's back on Wednesday. I may not do another one of these for the, the rest of the year. Depends on depends on Bill's schedule. And it depends on if my if I'm available on those nights as well. But uh, you know, thanks for taking the time to listen to me ramble on and answer your questions without too much knowledge or a great amount of context. So, and of course, I see you guys talking about um, the fly properties and everything. If you don't listen to fly properly, please do. Uh, it's me and Steve Jaco. People tell us we're funny. I don't think so, but uh, hopefully, if you if you're gonna miss me on these post games, check out the fly properly. Uh, and and I'm sure Steve will appreciate the, the listeners too. So. Thanks, guys, and hopefully I get so.